Welcome back to Insecurity, the official podcast to go along with HBO's new show, Insecure, starring Issa Rae. I am Crystal, and I am joined by the lovely Fran from Hi. Hey Fran Hey and the Friend Zone, etc. We are here talking about episode three now, so we're getting into the show. We found our pace. We know our characters. We're getting into the storyline. Right. And it's still funny as hell. Oh, my God. That's what I was saying. Every episode, I'm just going to be like, this was funny as right. hell. Like, Again. every... Oh, <laughs> God, it is just so good and so well written. So, let's get into episode three. Um, and we're getting... We're, we're opening up with Issa and Lawrence. And it's just awkward as hell. <laughs> So we're back in the Set house the together. Yeah, so we're back. Right. We're back in the house. You know, it's it's time to kind of get ready for bed. But Issa's like in the bed reading, and Lawrence is ready to call it a night. So there's this awkward moment of, oh no, you turn off the light. Oh no, it's fine. right. No, it's okay. I can go to live. Oh no, I'll just sleep with the light on. Like you do that. That really trying to be polite, but you don't want to be polite. Right. <laughs> thing with just somebody not there with each other. Right. So you're just not. They're not vibing. They're not on the same level at all. It's it's awkward to watch. And to remember being in those same um, kind of situations. And then they try to, they go to bed and it's clearly like the worst sleep. They both have the most <laughs> awful night, right? Turning. Getting up and walking out and walking back. So, but we're seeing them trying. They're at right. least trying. At least she's back. She's She came home. <laughs> she's not buying panties at Rite Aid no more. <laughs> she's coming home wearing her regular drawers, her regular clothes. So it's a step in the right direction. Right. Then you see Lawrence. Going yes. with, he's talking to the headhunter. That's mm-hmm. the next scene. Right. He's trying, which is another thing. He's trying. He is trying. He's trying to get this interview. And then the headhunter tells him that she thinks he should probably lower his expectations. Yeah. Right. And, and try go to for sh- something entry level. Right. Right. Which, of course, <laughs> you know, you see his face. He's just like, come on, dude. What right. does that even like, mean? This is not. You know? Right. But it seems like that's his only option at this point. Yeah. So I felt looking at that scene, like this could go one of two ways. One is like Lawrence needs to learn that sometimes you get knocked down and you got to get back up. Right. And everybody has to start over again at square one some point, at some point in their lives and, and try again. Right. So maybe you need to humble yourself and do this. And then, of course, because I'm black in America, it's 2016, I'm thinking this headhunter is racist <laughs> or the people he's interviewing with are racist. Right. And, and jobs just in general are so difficult to find. Yeah. I, I mean, remember. that's another thing. It's hard for everybody to get so hired hard. everywhere right. i remember when i first graduated from college i must have sent out hundreds oh, girl. of resumes online a day a yeah. day and i was lucky if i got three interviews yeah. out of the every hundred resumes i sent out so i felt his pain yeah. in that scene i think hard. everybody felt his pain in that scene we've i mean we've all been there right. the job the economy has been kind of shaky for, for most of our adult right? lives right and so we all know that i really need a job struggle like right. it just and he's been drawing on unemployment which we find out. I was wondering, like, how's she taking this? care of him? Because, right. whoop, girl, let me tell you <laughs> what I want to <laughs> So, you know, he got a little pocket change or whatever right. with his unemployment check. But, you know, he's he the fire is lit under his ass now. Right. He's like, right. you know, I got to get back out there. I got to at least try. So that's good to see Lawrence, you know, making the effort with the headhunter. And then... We get to Molly, Molly. <laughs> at work again, being a bad bitch, <laughs> shutting it down. And there's a new, is she an intern, a law intern or a law clerk? It seemed like she was like the executive assistant, maybe? I think. Oh, you don't think no, it's no, no, that no, no, no. high She's up not, at all? No, no, no. She she is not that low down. Oh. Um, like she she is a, um, 
I believe she just graduated from law school because she mentions later in the episode being at the top of her class or in the president right. of law review when or Molly something. Tried to check her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so right. I think she actually got probably lucky and landed this whatever entry-level job it is for law students oh, at a firm. Oh, see, I missed that because uh, I remember when Molly's coworker was like, I don't care what race she is as long as she gets my coffee. <laughs> so I was like, is yeah, she like a I mean, gopher? I think, that's a, I think that's a new employee type thing. Right, like the hazing. Yeah, right, some kind of intern, entry-level sort of situation going on there. So this new girl is Rashida. She's black, so yay. Um, but Rashida and unapologetically is, so. Rashida is verbally <laughs> ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Rashida does not code switch. No. She does not put on the white voice at work. She stays real. <laughs> She's Dada no matter what. And then she said, call me yeah, Dada. She said, girl, you could call me Dada. Molly was like, oh, okay. <laughs> hey. Molly's used to, you know, turning it on and off depending on your situation or who you're around. But this young lady is like, you know, this is me, honestly. And right. So, Came into the interview this way, got the job this way. And here it is. And here it is. So but we get a little bit more into Rashida late, later in the episode. But at that moment, we we see Molly's like real uncomfortableness with black people who act that way right and that kind of and that ends up being yeah and that (laughs) ends up being a theme of the episode molly's bouginess or uppityness it's not the last time we see molly being a little like "Mm." like, "Mm." you know not like offended but just like oh girl you know clean it up around white people there are a lot of people who feel that way of course especially in a workplace setting and i'm sure if you're um, a professional like a lawyer or maybe if you're a doctor in a hospital that sort of thing people are just not used to uh black people just letting it go like that. Right. And, saying, and I think, and a lot of times we get anxious too about not fitting into certain narratives. Like, you don't want to be hood. You yeah, don't want to yeah. be the angry black woman. You don't right. want to be the angry black man. All these things, you know, going crazy in your head that you feel like you can't even be yourself. Right. Because you're like filtering out yeah. what oh, people so expect much. Oh, of black God. people. Because you usually, usually yeah. are the black people right. in your office. Right. <laughs> you are the diversity. Right. It's not like there's so many black girls that she didn't even notice a new one. Right. It was like instant. It was like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen that black face before. So let's find out what's going on. Right. It's real. Right. And a, a big part of surviving in corporate America for a lot of us is playing the game. And a lot of us don't get hired in the first place without code switching and putting on that white voice. You're lucky if your name gets you hired. Oh, yeah. Even an interview at this point. And I know a lot of people who, if they have a a stereotypically ghetto or ethnic name, they will use like their first initial. Yes. And then their middle name or their last name, (laughs) stuff like that. And it's sad that people feel the pressure to do that. But it's also sad that like the reality is that you don't get called. Right. Right, You can't even get called. That's true. So maybe then you come in and you impress them with your white voice and your credentials, and then they're like, well, we do need a diversity hire. Rashida might not be so bad. This isn't so bad. You know, she's she's good at least. (laughs) So, (laughs) but anyway, so Molly's dealing with uh, meeting someone new at work, and then we get into Issa, who's also at work. Right, then we cut to Issa. Yes. Overhearing her coworkers. Mm -hmm. uh, 
gossiping yes. about the beach day. Right. And they basically shitting on it. Right? <laughs> kindly shitting on it with the giggles. Right. And then um, she walks in and, of course, the conversation just stops. Just switches. And they're like, hey, we're so excited, as usual. Right. Fakeness. <laughs> that workplace fake shit. Right. And then Frida, who Frida. has always kind of been trying to, like, be on Issa's side yeah. and help her and really, you know, get her going— was the one that basically told her, like, yeah, girl, yeah. you know, there's emails going on. <laughs> she was like, I mean, no, it's not behind your back. They were just talking, and nobody knew how you would react. Right. So they emailed me, and she's like, wait, emails? Like, y'all, this wasn't even an impromptu thing. Right. Like, y'all emailed y'all didn't, y'all didn't BC me, CC me. <laughs> <laughs> your secret white meetings. <laughs> so Issa finds That took out. me down. Oh, I cried. Because who can't relate? <laughs> Yeah. Um, were you guys discussing beach day? Oh, it's no big deal. We were just talking, and a few of the others had some concerns. Are they concerns that they couldn't talk to me about? I'm sure they could have, but they just emailed me to double-check a couple little things. Wait, so there were emails, too? I, I wasn't cc Oh, they didn't want to seem like they were questioning your judgment. They weren't sure how you'd react. But... Everyone knows this is your event, and I assured them that you have everything covered. Do you like a toupee? I have been in a workplace where white people had secret white meetings about me all the time, and I only knew because I left a recording device in the room. You are kidding me? And went back and got it and listened to the tapes later like, wow, that's how y'all really feel about Holy me. Shit. So I know what that's like. Wow. I'm like, yeah, times 100. So <laughs> she, it's it, and it's kind of that situation of being like, okay, so not only are they talking bad behind my back, but these white people like kind of fear me almost. Right? Like, like they are legit afraid of her reaction can't just say what it is or if they want to like change something or right. even just saying how they really feel about right. the beach days so they, so they totally flipped it in her face yeah and then and they we go cut, to Frida with it right they go to Frida with it who doesn't even know how to break it to Issa yeah. so we Bless see Issa <laughs> basically in a rage go home oh, yeah, like with Lawrence and tell him you know these people are having these secret squirrel mm-hmm. meetings and now, you know, and, yeah. and they don't want to talk to me. And she says she's going to throw a kid at one of them, <laughs> which took me down. <laughs> we had so much fun at that beach day. <laughs> Summer down. Right. So Lawrence, you know, is being really understanding and catering qu- and telling her, yeah, yeah, she's going to be okay. She just has to kill it and being... You know, it seems like he's finally meeting her halfway and the emotional intelligence in their relationship seems to kind of start coming back, which was really cool. But Mm -hmm. then he starts to vent about the whole headhunter thing. And, you know, God, it's just been so hard out here. And Issa pulls a Lawrence, basically, (laughs) (laughs) and completely checks out emotionally. Oh, yeah, word. Damn, that's crazy. Right? Hmm. She sounded like his friend Chad at the bar that day. How's the whoop de Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Damn. Damn. That's well, the game wild. is on. I got to go. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the headhunter said maybe I should consider something. Andrew Lovewood, she's like, yeah, maybe she's right. You right. Know, under her breath, she was like, I Issa's mean. Issa's at the whatever pays point. <laughs> <laughs> she's at the I don't give a fuck. But she's not giving him any emotional support at all. I mean, right. And it's clear that he's going through it. Right. So I thought, you know, with him making the effort and, like, actually going out and trying, that East would be, like, way more warm and right. just kind of, like, 
this is great. You know, you're, you're opening up and we're talking and we're going to... But the off switch no. is just, she was just like, mm. already there. And actually, you know, it made yeah. me start kind of feeling a little more compassion towards Lawrence because at first in the beginning, especially the first yeah, episode, I was like, this bum. Like, right. we're so used to hearing stories <laughs> like that of the hardworking woman and then the boyfriend that's just at home. Right. And then he's eating cereal and he's not doing anything, you know, and all his friends are doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. But now I'm starting to see that it could have very well just been a depression that he's going through. Yeah. You know, he's just really trying. Because the fact that you saw him cooking. Oh, yeah, she had lamb too. Right. I said, girl, that nigga made lamb. Right. When you walked in the door. <laughs> and she go pick up the plate off the table and take it to the couch like ugh, just no effort really and he's at all like together yeah and she like puts on TV and he's like I thought maybe we could sit at the table and, and eat talk. together and talk yeah. you tell me about your day I tell you about mine I'm, I'm like, like oh my so god nice. that's so sweet all y'all need is a glass of Kool-Aid <laughs> <laughs> this would be so nice right and the fact that she just was not she wasn't into not it not into it and then she spills food on the couch that he has spent all that time cleaning right he's like Issa yeah and Karuchi. she has this she, <laughs> <laughs> oh friend I cannot stand you but she has this great series of flashbacks of like moments they've spent on that couch emotional right. or intimate it hits her moments in that moment yeah. when she sees him cleaning and he's just like I'm trying right like I'm straight trying. up like Cut her brother some slack, girl. Right? And at this point, even me, like, noted man-hater. It's like, come <laughs> on, girl. Come on. The <laughs> brother, brother is trying. Right? <laughs> he did the job interview, you yeah. know. But, I, but it was nice to see that in it that was. moment, she definitely was like, oh, because you see Molly was telling her, like, Maybe you haven't really it's spelled it you out too. Yeah. You know, like it works both ways. What right. have you done to exactly. help? Exactly, exactly. She was like, "Bitch, are you getting tacos with him or me?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't ever really like when your friend tell you the truth about yourself. I'm like, "Bitch, right? <laughs> Whatever, bitch. Give right. me some gum." <laughs> and even in that scene where they were talking about the tacos, I thought it was interesting that Issa told Molly that she feels like she's carrying the emotional yeah. and financial weight. But that's when Molly was like, "I get it, but you haven't done this, 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 have and you, you haven't really." Spent it out for him like you haven't really told him what's up so. and how can you be mad at someone not knowing how you feel if you haven't taken the time right. out to tell them how you feel right. but I also felt her when she said but I'm tired of always having to say everything because mm-hmm. you like we said before emotional intelligence you would hope that someone would kind of sense right. when they're not pulling their weight or yeah. if you are pulling too much of the weight in the relationship overall Right. so I get it you know it's kind of I can see both sides that she's yeah. just sort of like yeah I just want him to just get it Right. I just, right. I don't want to have to lay it out. And to a certain out. degree, he knew that he needed to do that. Like, he knew he wasn't even trying. And right. so that's why he started. But then she was just like, mm, But she you know, wasn't even seeing you that. You know, holding on to your madness for a little bit longer. <laughs> Let's see how long tacos. you can milk it. It's <laughs> <laughs> being nice. Right. see how many lambs I can get. <laughs> and then so, we see the party scene, right? Yes. Because Molly at Amazing. the taco stand told Issa, I want you to come with me to this party simply to scope out if Jared has good vibes, bad vibes. Like, tell me what you yeah. feel. Which we tend to do for each other. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You got to come with me. And there's there's other friends of Molly's there. Um, and right off the bat, we can tell that these are the elitist. Like, these are the elitists. Off the bat. I didn't even notice initially, but Molly's wearing pink and green. And she, her friends, oh, they yeah. ski-wee when they meet each other. I'm like, oh, girl. Right. Because I know y'all are way past college. So... <laughs> Like, what? But, you know, let, let it's them okay. Happen, you know, let the moment. It's okay. Nostalgia. Of course, the boyfriend is an alpha. Right. Everyone's, you know, quite distinguished. Right. Um, maybe if not in personal accomplishments, then at least in attitude and demeanor. Like, right. they are very, it's like black snooty. It's that 
It's that Jack and Jill thing. I don't know. Yes, Jack Were you and in, Jill. Do you know about Jack and Jill? Of course. Okay. One of our best friends was in it. Oh, my goodness. Just, just one of mine, too. And to this day, and... he's a snooty ass <laughs> <laughs> looking down on other people's type of black. And the part that killed me was when Molly walks in with the heels and her friend. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what the brand was. Fendi. Fendi. Yeah, and then like, she was like, you know, Fendi. I can't help. What'd she say? Yeah. I can't help myself. Can't help myself. And yeah. then the guy was like, oh. Converse. Nice. Issa was like, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just can't help me so many little shoes. <laughs> I thought it was great that first of all they knew enough about Issa to like they. This is clearly not Issa's first time meeting these friends, right. and I don't think she really likes them like that. I mean, the girl said to her, "I love how you just don't, don't care." care. <laughs> And you know what? I get that from people so much, so that part killed me. <laughs> me too. Right, me and you are so here looking similar. like this. Like we come like, up with our little buns and yeah. hoodies. Oh girl, and... what pajamas all day? What is makeup? I do not know. So when she said that I died, I was like, if I had a dollar, if I had right. a dollar. <laughs> If I had, I might start caring if I had that much money. But the conversation, they start talking about the difference between L.A. guys and New York, New York guys, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I was like, um, do they know New York guys? Because like, they were I giving us a lot of props. This is a, a little rose-colored glasses, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe y'all are just romanticizing New York a men because you don't have to like be here with them. Right. But it's not like, all fun. Maybe from L.A. they seem like that. But she said that one of the uh, points that her friend made was that New York men tend to be more direct and true that's I can probably that. true maybe because they're always trying to holler at you while you are running down the street to get away got, from them they got but two minutes to catch you <laughs> okay <laughs> they only got 30 seconds to shoot they shot so they learned to be very efficient right <laughs> hey yo empress <laughs> y'all we left the studio last week and these dudes on the sidewalk called Fran and empress yo I almost screamed <laughs> the fact that they confirmed what we had just talked about on the whole tap segment Hilarious. of the episode. Hilarious. <laughs> Man. And then and then this is the part that got me anxious when Jared walks in. Right. So Jared walks in. And Issa's already call him, calling him Rentaboo because he works for Enterprise. <laughs> with the show yeah it was just so I was like what's this dynamic like gonna be with Rentaboo and then her Ivy League you know Jack and Joe friends right and and it's uncomfortable right because he doesn't have a degree he says so and the difference in their attitudes when he says that is noticeable it's they not literally like, were like oh oh right they, they take that second mm-hmm. and say oh and it's a judgmental oh instead of a like I feel like most people who have degrees who don't judge others for not having them will be like oh okay my bad you know I get it not. yeah right but this was like a oh like a oh wow <laughs> like, Molly like that's you summer in Jersey <laughs> 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 they gave her the that's you Molly and they were like really <laughs> right you know <laughs> right. kind of like a almost Right. What are you doing here? Type of I thing. I felt for him. Right. At that and he point. picked he could definitely pick up on that and he mentioned again when they left, like, you fit in with right. that party. And she's you like, is that a compliment? It. He's like, I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the Which conversation no. <laughs> the conversation was interesting when they got into black women being difficult. Oh yes, remember? yes, yes. So they, they yeah, the they had the whole black men and black women conversation, which 
You know how we feel it. Because then oh, they got girl. into the whole how men don't like alpha women, basically. Yeah. And if you don't let a man be a man and a woman be a woman, and that's why we're single. Yeah, that's what uh, Young Light Skin, I don't know the, young <laughs> the actress's name, but she's like, the simple solution is to just let my man be a man and he lets me be a woman. And the other friend, the uh, plus size lady, who's, again, I don't know the character, but she said, right. bitch, I'm going to call Bell Hooks on you. <laughs> That I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that was so good. And then I found it fascinating that the guy um, was saying, you know, that's why you're single. Yeah. Men don't like that. But then Jared was like, I, I like that. personally don't mind that <laughs> right. at all. And then he kind of looked at him like, of course, of course you don't. Of course you don't. Right? Because you work at Enterprise. Right. Like, no one but asked you. we real men don't want a woman who, like, that was definitely the implication Clear there. implication. Yeah. Which, it was gross. You know, what it tied back to too that I think we forgot to mention the scene with Lawrence at the bank oh have we got I don't know th- we haven't gotten there yet no because I, I thought that was early on no no because I have them in like I take little notes in the order <laughs> <laughs> order that's actually coming up like in a couple right of after scenes. oh because I but, thought that parallel was so interesting how you yeah. know she seemed like she's more of like you know, our tribe, like working yeah, tribe, not right. maybe not the Ivy League tribe, like yeah. the party people. Right. And she was being all understanding, mm-hmm. just kind of like Jared. Right. You know, like they both were working tribe and yeah. were very like, hey, it's whatever. Nice like, I'm trying to support people, you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's interesting that the so-called, quote unquote, intellectuals yeah. are the ones that were the most judgmental. Right. And it's sad how often that plays out. But that scene with Lawrence in the... um in the bank also made me, like, in addition to the whole, you know, just kind of like a working class woman being supportive to a random black man, which was nice to see. Right. was also kind of like, girl, now, Issa, for me anyway, I'm sitting here looking at the TV like, the brother is not all that bad. And this right, sister, he's trying. This sister's sitting here listing out all the reasons why she and any other number of women bank, would be bank quick tell to her snatch about him up. to take your man, okay. Issa. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, wait a minute, girl. Like, right. And I think he got that a little bit too. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Like, I'm down right now, but a nigga ain't out. You know? <laughs> I made him go home and cook lamb. <laughs> she I put a battery in his back. Yeah, like, I'm a good man. You, you know? know, yeah, she gave nice him a little see. boost. So it was kind of nice. <laughs> Yeah, so, but um, at the end of the whole party thing, Jared and Molly walk out and they kiss. And it's like, oh, okay, this is something nice for Molly. Right. You guys, it's working out. He's, and he's a so nice understanding. Guy. And the fact that I like people that you can take anywhere, whether yeah. he went to college, whether he didn't, but you can put him in a room right. with anybody and he can just kind of assimilate. I love people like that. Yeah, so that was very he nice. seemed like a gem for her. Exactly. Seems like a gem for her. <laughs> This show is so good. (laughs) So um, after the party, we're getting into the, oh, God, the beach day. So it's beach day. The bus. (laughs) The bus. (laughs) Anyone who's ever been on a bus with a bunch of elementary school kids to anywhere knows that that is hell. Because kids are so disrespectful. They're never satisfied. (laughs) They're always complaining. And they They were hot. They were hungry. And the coworkers were living. So annoyed. They were so so excited they that everything it. was being complicated yeah. and trouble. You know, they were li- they were texting each other on the bus. Like, okay, so y'all talking. <laughs> I turn around and look. Y'all go silent. Then all of a sudden, y'all texting, laughing. Right. I turn around and look, and y'all quiet again. Like she, Issa was fed up. The kids was annoying. The coworkers were annoying. Frida over here looking like 
a supportive but Frida's silent, trying. you know, Frida's lesbian <laughs> girlfriend. <or something. laughs> I don't know why I get that vibe from Frida. But anyway, right. Issa gets up and just like, you know, you little shitheads. Of course, she didn't say that. But, you know, ad- addressing these kids and trying to get them to, you know, see the bigger picture. And we're going to have a great time. And this is like an adventure. And, and calm the hell down. You know, and y'all are acting out in mixed company, which I Yo, thought was that like, was wait hilarious. a minute. <laughs> Cause she was like, I ain't gonna you say it, to but black you know what I kids? mean. Yes. <laughs> All of Not y'all have gotten. <laughs> All of y'all have gotten that speech. Like, it's one thing for you to cut up, but in front of white people, that's how y'all gonna have me out here looking. <laughs> right. so, and those kids was like, but I like that the kids was like, okay, beach, <laughs> <laughs> beach better have my money. <laughs> Those kids are so bad. I love that they were like, we ain't here for none of that. So (laughs) they was quiet. Good for like five seconds at a max and then they just let it go. She's like, you know. Forget it. Fuck it. You know, if you can't beat them. You take the kids out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the kids. Yes. Thank you. Okay, you guys, I know it's hot, all right, and we're stuck in traffic and it's feeling like we're all gonna die on this bus, but I need you to remember that we are not home right now, okay? We are in mixed company. And a positive attitude, huh, can go a long way in making a truly worthwhile experience worth the wait. Thank you. Beach better have my money. (laughs) Janice, that's a a strike. Beach don't kill my boy. (laughs) What's my favorite word? Beach. Woo, so, um... And that's when we get into That's Lawrence. when we get into, yeah, that's where we have Lawrence and the bank teller. He's cashing his unemployment check and, and she you know, was tells like, her I that he didn't. she was like, you got a little yeah. bit of savings. She was so sweet, She though. was sweet. He, he told her that he didn't get the job that he interviewed for, and he got the response that he needed from Issa, and she didn't give him. Like, she, he got the emotional support right. that he needed from the bank teller. It was a really sweet moment. I thought it was good for Lawrence's, like, you know, self-esteem or you ego or whatever. You see how he had a little, like, well, you know, pep in his step when he walked you know, out? She called I, him Obama. She's like, I you do look got like- some savings. <laughs> it's not that bad, right? <laughs> With my know, good suit. A brother ain't homeless or nothing. <laughs> so Molly's at work and Rashida's being Rashida. <laughs> and you hear Rashida. Oh, yes. And she's very, and girl, <laughs> I told him, I said, don't be coming around here having me crazy when my mom is on the phone and I just got, I mean not her words but that style right and so Molly asks her to come in Molly's to her like, office <laughs> she says oh no I've got to I've got to clean up this ethnicity very this is this cannot this cannot stay <laughs> clean up this ethnicity though so she invites uh, Rashida in to talk about it and she lays it out for her you know she's trying to break it to her gently with, you know, like we don't we don't do all of that. Yeah, you know, girl, you don't want these white people looking at you crazy, you right? Know? Just you know, keep it kind of low or whatever, you know. <laughs> and then you know, on the outside, it's good or whatever. But you know, definitely sending that message of be good around right. white people and saying it with such comfort, like oh, yeah. if Rashida was gonna automatically be like, you right, you right, like oh my looking God, I'm out, sorry, right? Yeah, like you know, okay, okay, I got you. And Rashida right. was like, um. What? Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She was immediately like taken aback, you know, and kind of like asked for clarification. And Molly stuck her foot deeper in her mouth with, you know, 
act like I think you should act around white people. Right. Which is similar to the message that Issa just gave those kids on the bus. Exactly. Similar. And so when I first heard it, I was like, oh, I don't know. But anyway, Rashida... But it's real shit. Yeah, it is. Because I've caught myself, to be honest... How many times have you caught yourself on the train? Oh, girl. And, like, oh, a group no. of kids will come in and acting so crazy, and you feel that initial, mm. like, can y'all shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> like, you get embarrassed. I do feel like and I want you y'all to shut yourself, the fuck up. And then I you're do. like, okay, what am I embarrassed about right now, though? <laughs> or if you see, like, a, a bird from around the way come oh, in loud, and you're just like, girl, mm. no, no. Well, on the train, I'm always like, well, go over there by them white people and be loud. <laughs> no, you, so you they can get the off. full Harlem experience. That's what y'all get for moving to 135. <laughs> right, this is what y'all wanted, right? Y'all wanted to stay on the two past 96, right? <laughs> so come on. <laughs> but I've definitely been in situations like that, um, typically in professional settings where right. black people come around and I'm like, ooh, girl. But I never would have said anything, but definitely would have I've felt it. And oh, yeah, that. I never would have checked somebody, um, but I definitely would have looked over like, girl, please, like, please don't do this to me right now. Right, I'm learning I'm now. And my, even with me, my voice, I used to catch myself, like, especially with phone calls, if oh, I was yeah. speaking with certain corporate people or executives, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be like, hey, how are you? Yeah, and you change. Oh, I definitely do. The code switching, but now I feel like the older I'm getting, I'm doing it less and less. Yeah. Because now I just talk how I talk. Because really, especially for us as creatives, we get hired for the for personality. Who we are, right. So it's a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, in a corporate setting, it might not be as easy to like, you know, just be yourself. But yeah. I love that Rashida basically told her, like, listen, I came in this way, got the job, I'm here just like you are. So what are you telling me? Thank right you now? so much. Right. Girl, you know how these white people are. If you want to be successful here, you gotta know when to switch it up a little bit. Hmm. I appreciate your feedback, but I didn't switch it up in my interview with the senior partners and I didn't switch it up when I was named editor of the Law Review, so I don't think I need to switch it up now. But thank you so much. Thank you for your your advice. Right. But your unsolicited I'm <laughs> advice. I'm Gucci all by myself, you know? <laughs> right. And Molly was sitting there like having to pick her face up because right. you just got told and you were totally wrong for she that. She did not expect you that. You really stepped all the way outside your bounds as a black woman, but at the same time, I get it. Because I grew up with the message of around white people or at work or at school, you do this and it's definitely rooted in respectability politics. Yeah, because you have to you have to represent the entire the whole race. Black race. Especially if you're the only one there, because that means that you were the chosen. Now right. Now you are the black. Right. And if you if you do not perform as well as everyone else, then it'll be a discredit to the whole race. Right. But if you're at the top of your class, then you're an exception and an anomaly and no other black people would have ever done it. You're just the only one. Right. It's funny how that works. That pressure. But it was a I think it's it's so it's definitely about respectability, but to a certain degree it was about safety. And making yourself palatable to white people. Yeah. In ways that kept you alive, maybe, or helped you get or keep a job, that sort of thing. Like, it's very true that a lot of us have to put on ways that please white people in order to be hired. And I remember um, speaking to, like, older people about respectability products and having them explain, this is coming from a time where if one black person did something, the entire town would be killed. Right. You know, so it was a very much like, listen, 
let's just all be cool, be easy, survive, get through this right. shit. You know, so it came from a whole different place. So mm-hmm. that's why sometimes I try not to. Yeah. You know, judge too because hard, it was, especially it was, if it's an older person. It was person. useful. Yeah. It was something. It was. It's Survival. not like they just said it and it wasn't anything. It was if you dress this way, talk this way, or whatever, you made it right. another day, and you were able to advance in ways that the other ones didn't. And the so, mobility was right. the it's, absolute it's reason. To, yeah, yes, it's attached. Your mobility, your social mobility, is attached to your ability to, to assimilate. And and what do you really have to do? Make white people feel comfortable. That's, That's it. all. And That's then, and then all. cash your check. <laughs> you only have to be half. You I mean you have to be good at your job, but you don't have to be exceptional. You just have to. White people have you to just feel have like to be easy to be around. They can come safe. talk to you about whatever. <laughs> right. They want to talk about their cat surgery. <laughs> they do. They want to talk about the amount of hair they found in the drain this weekend. If, if white, if the white they want to ask you what's on fleek, feel comfortable around you. You know, you're great. Yeah, you know, they want to be able to ask you about blackness without feeling threatened for that, right? <laughs> and they know the workplace is safe because you can't really pop off the way you want to. So it was an interesting scene and a really good scene because while Molly was definitely wrong for me, it was like, oh God, I've been there. Like right. I know, I saw I both sides. Where, yeah, and I now see I'm where wondering, you're from. aren't you wondering if now it's gonna be like a nemesis thing like mm. I'm gonna be the real black girl in the office yeah. you go ahead and be the you know the <laughs> the politically black girl and we're gonna see who gets where I'm hoping not I'm hoping that Molly sees how her bouginess has affected her this episode oh like it's gonna open her mind I'm hoping she reaches really out and dope. says you know what I was really thanked for that I'm sorry I like that and my initial I was actually initially surprised by Rashida's response because I assumed that she turned on the white voice in the interview and got hired right and then came to work and started being ethnic <laughs> but so, they, they were but like but if she nope. used the Rashida voice and still got hired then I mean and that's that's just like a fucked up thing to even think, but right. Huh. And even thinking like the Rashida voice, yeah. When oh, all God. it is is her, her voice. but that's how conditioned see, we are to see. create the separation. Here I am being problematic. <laughs> <laughs> that's us though. That's just how our minds are conditioned. Man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm gonna work on my. Uh, I'm gonna work on my my language. <laughs> But you know what I found interesting, too, that we hear after, you know, Molly had to pick up her face. Oh, yeah. Then she gets on the phone with Issa to talk about Jared and she gets into her, quote unquote, Rashida voice. Right. You know what I mean? Like, immediately she was like, girl, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of interesting. Because that's when it's okay, you know. Because the door was closed. Right. Not when white people can hear you, though. Right. Or see you. So then I like that to... they showed that, yeah. you know, like that difference yep. in there. Because I thought... It really, really made that scene way more impactful to mm-hmm. show, like, how much we do have to hide in yeah. our offices. Because <laughs> as far as how you act at work, Molly is me 100% in almost every job I've ever had. Absolutely. Like, Sur- definitely. Listen, survival is a thing. And I applaud the Rashidas who get their listen, job I admire being themselves. The I really do. To me, that's where you're at now, though. Oh, like, the way you, <laughs> where people might even be intimidated to hire you for certain things. Because they're like, we know Crystal going to say how it is. We gotta oh be careful. <laughs> I, sometimes people ask me places with hesitation. Like they're like, Are we, should we, we have Chris? W- we would like to invite you <laughs> to hold the mic for a, a limited time. <laughs> they're like, please read the prompter. Please read the teleprompter. We're asking that you not go off script. <laughs> but I admire that. That's actually something about you that I oh, feel girl, like I take you. pointers because I still feel very filtered in a lot of ways. Like mm. I'm like, mm, let me not say this because the internet gets so worked up and everything is toxic oh, and problematic and a trigger and <laughs> shaming is. but now I'm like feeling more comfortable being like well 
I said what I said in the words of Dustin. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> well, don't let Dustin rub off on you too much. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> he'll have you going in the right. But that's why I Total love y'all because I love that y'all just say it and keep it moving. I mean, and like you said the other day, don't email me. Don't hit me saying <laughs> maybe you should have said it. Like no. Yeah. I said it. I said how it. I meant. It. Right. And and I think part of that is also like the flip side of that is making sure that when you have that attitude, that you are being very mindful of your language. That's true. It, because I can't say you know this is what I say and if you don't like it oh well you can kiss my ass you know it's not but that you don't I'm, do it in a closed minded right. it's like, not that I can't I'm be challenged right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not that I can't be challenged but I specifically pick the words that I want to use which is why I say words mean things right because I use the words that convey exactly how I feel and I right. typically am not going to use the words that don't mean what I want to say right so usually when I say things that other people may find like harsh right or problematic <laughs> or brash <laughs> I'm just like well girl I, I actually said it just the way I wanted to so I appreciate you and that's for what that. I love so, so seeing Rashida I'm actually excited about her character yeah. Right there. I hope yeah, we me see too. more of her in the office, you know, just kind of see what dynamic she's going to bring to the show. Like you said, yeah. I'm wondering if she's going to open up Molly's mind mm-hmm. to how much of the respectability politics she's playing into just in her life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we cut to, to hearing her. Yeah. Well, before that, when we oh, okay. hearing her about the Ivy League app that she got oh, into. Oh, on the phone. Right. Like when on the, oh, yeah. And, and Molly is letting that bouginess fly. Yeah, she let her friends totally get into her mind. She did. Because she went from that cute scene in last week's yeah. show where they were on the street and they had that cute yeah. organic connection. But now that her friends made the, oh, you didn't go to college face, right. it totally affected how she viewed him because then now she's all like... Because now that she's on the yeah. Ivy League app, she's like, mm. Right? Let's just be friends. I don't even need the dusty broke boy anymore. <laughs> Which is, yeah, so that's... <sighs> right? But before that, we cut to the beach scene. Yeah, so before that, we get to beach day. And, and the kids are having a Solange moment. They are. <laughs> They're out here with Don't Touch My Hair. <laughs> They're cranes in the sky. You they're know, weary. They they're, are, weary. They're, they're having a great time. I mean, I'm surprised at how many of them are actually picking up trash. You know, and having a blast. And then one of them comes up to Issa and hugs her. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, what do you that say? Was he was so like, sweet. thank you. Or like, you're the best. Or something, something like, like that. that at the end of the day. Basically showing the difference from being annoyed on the bus to now full gratitude right. for having had the beach day. Which she knew when they got there. That it, it would be different. Mm-hmm. But you know, kids are just assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of really funny parts in that scene. Um, the a couple of her coworkers had run out of, I think, sunscreen, and oh, Issa yeah. brought extra bottles. <laughs> and the white girl was like, "I honestly did not even think they'd use it." <laughs> girl, did you not think black people needed oh sunscreen? Which <laughs> was hilarious. Took me down. And then we, said, oh girl, then we see her fellow brown coworkers yes. suddenly reneging All and being sudden, like, you know what? They don't have faith in no, us. They never want us to succeed. She's like, bitch, us. Uh, when just a, <laughs> just an hour ago you were texting right, on the bus, right? <laughs> just an hour ago you was giggling next to this bitch, and now now it's us. So right. Issa gave her the cooler to carry, which was fantastic. She was like, girl, put on your sunscreen. And she actually talked to Frida. You right. Know, without looking at her in a slightly disgusted way. Now she sees Frida's just cool. Yeah, you Frida's know? cool. She's been the, the neutral, supportive one this entire time. Yeah. So then 
I think Frida asked her to dinner, right? Like, let's hang. Yeah, let's dinner show. or drinks or something, right? Yeah. And at first, she was just going to blow her off the way she does. And then the brown girl ran up and tried to right. <laughs> appropriate her beach day. She was <laughs> like, oh, no, bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm down with Frida. Because right. Frida is, Frida's actually been cool and decent with this me this whole, whole time. T- and probably the entire time that Issa's been working there, but she's just been too... Don't right. talk to me. Right. You know. Seeing her against the other ones yeah, made her she was realize like, okay, her value. I got, I She's guess like, I got cool. a friend here. Right. Right. So that's very nice. Issa's, you know, beach day went well. She's making progress um, with at least one of her coworkers. And then that's when she gets home and Lawrence has cooked dinner and she's trying to talk to her and she's just like. Not here for it not into it she says she wants to watch her ratchet tv (laughs) and escape and he's just kind of like dude you know let's i want to hear about your beach day and tell you about my interview so that was interesting because i like you said earlier i think that's when it hit her like okay i have not been meeting this dude halfway because he is clearly like he said i'm trying right he said i'm like i'm in this right i'm trying are you trying like are you in this right and, and, then and she realizes, you know, I haven't her, been. The flashbacks of them moving into the apartment right, and just showing where right. they suddenly started kind of like veering yeah. off. Oh, God. And I love the shot of like her. I don't know where they got that afro from. Oh, I don't know big, if that was a wig or what, but it was so cute on her. <laughs> right. Yes. The big just like really curly pro. Yeah. And so yeah. she's like, yeah, you know what? I am in this. I'm going to have to put forth some effort. You haven't been trying, but I acknowledge now that you are. And I want to meet you halfway, you know, because she's seeing what Molly he's going through with bitches not cute out here <laughs> so if you got a man that's great in every way and he just needs some encouragement or you know getting through a tough time you know I'm glad y'all have talked it out and gotten to this point but hold on to that nigga shit cause it's hard <laughs> right <laughs> and it was so interesting to see Issa in the couch having her flashback and then we cut to Molly oh man finally making her debut <laughs> at the app for the league <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the at Ivy the League app for app. the bad bitches yeah and she has her white you know jumpsuit and then the guy that she meets is like handsome you can tell he's like upper crust oh yeah you know even the place itself what was it like a castle I don't even know crazy but whatever date right wherever they set up that date it was extremely nice right. and so she um, so we see Jerry, the difference I was gonna say but did Jerry call her or did she call him at some point she breaks it off with Jerry right. and does the whole let's just be friends and thing. gives him the whole it's not and you it's, it's really me. it's the second time we've seen her be elitist this episode in right. a different way right. once in a like a you're being too black for me sort of way and then again in a classist sort of and it's just it's gross. Right. I mean, you know, characters, I love that these characters are written so in such a complex way. Because it's real. And I think at the end of the day, uh, most of us go through those different phases. Yeah. You know, we've been oh, the definitely. Molly phase, but then you hit the Issa phase. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're showing the complexities of being right. a woman, a black woman, of being someone who's working class, who's gone to college, who hasn't gone to college. I just love right. all the different dynamics. And so typically the storyline as far as relationships are concerned is the man fucked up. Which, right. you know, art imitates life. <laughs> right. But it's nice to see storylines where the women are also at fault or yes. are not helping. And the fact that this is not about him cheating yeah. or right. baby mama. Oh, like, God. we finally yes. got a real-ass yes. relationship that has nothing to do with any right. of that. It's right. just, like, 
finally like another struggle that we commonly yes. see, but we don't actually see and it a problem on TV. Right. That we've all gone through. Most right. of us have suffered through some Economic sort of troubles, at some depression. Point. Right. Yeah. So I love that they're taking right. a different narrative for once. So that's definitely exciting to me. Who doesn't know what it's like to be unemployed? Right. Who doesn't know what it's like to have that struggle? So. Or, to, or to see your friends excelling when right. you're still trying to oh, figure God, it out right. and then trying to not be so in your head and then and then we see where he breaks um breaks it to Issa that he finally got a job and then you see her like yay Yay! and then he's like it's at Best Buy and then she's kind of like no a little bit but then (laughs) she brings it back at first first. yeah you saw her face kind of morph but then it was that that reflective part again that I think she's finally tapping back into where she's like you know what I'm in this with this dude like he's a good dude he's trying and that's where I realized that he's not a bum dude he's not he's cause he looked like one (laughs) in the first episode he had me confused I mean he looked mad dusty but (laughs) so but I love the fact that he he humbled himself and was like you know what I'm not getting the jobs that I'm looking to get, but yeah. I'm going to start where I need to start because I have to start, period, because yes. I want to fix this. I want to fix us. Yes. I want to contribute to the house. I want you to be happy. And it's effort. Right. And I think that's awesome. It is. And it was it was great to to see Issa, you know, breaking down and being like, yep, this is this is it. Like, he's he is actually trying. I've asked for him to do these things. I've asked for him to listen. I've asked for him to just, like... I mean, and he and he humbled himself to the point of going to get a fucking cashier job at Best Buy. Right. When he's certainly qualified to do. To do. I mean, I don't even know I mean, what it is. What was he, a filmmaker? I don't even I don't, know. Something. Maybe we don't get into that part yet. Something where if oh, you had to go. If, the whoop-de-whoop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to go humble yourself by getting a job at Best Buy or Walmart or whatever, you right. know, that's just where you end up. And sometimes you have to do that shit. Yeah, and it sounds like he's a creative. And yeah. we know as creatives, when you have to go get right. a nine to five, it's not not even always that you're settling but it's just that that's not your alignment right you know that's not and how your mind works all of your energy so when you get right. home all you really want to do is check out from the shit day you've and had you, can't you don't really create. feel like creating right so that's why tired. i felt him yeah. yeah i felt him that he had to put all of that aside just for like he said to her are we in this yeah you know and then she's like we're in this. we're in this so, so i love really great yes it was a nice moment even though i'm not a fan of you know love or relationships <laughs> it was so nice <laughs> You're like see. my little black heart, <laughs> right? It was like, mm, oh, you have I me can for tell like those people. <laughs> <laughs> I can sense that these people have feelings for each other, so right. that's nice or whatever. And then, of course, Issa and Lawrence are getting rid of the couch, <laughs> the which is a really great symbolic move. <laughs> They're sitting on the curb, <laughs> and who pulls up? Hey, yo, <laughs> what y'all doing with that bouch? <laughs> That was the they perfect died laughing. ending. I fell off the divan again. <laughs> and then Issa was like, where he gonna put it? <laughs> Don't even... Vouch, though. I can't. This show thug is so good. Yoda, you are the one. Honestly, Thug Yoda, there's no better character <laughs> on television, to so, be completely honest. another great another episode. Another great episode. One other thing. I really love seeing... A dark-skinned woman with a partner who is lighter than she is. Right. I don't see enough of that on right. TV. And I do also appreciate, I wish I had written down the actress's name, but the woman who plays Molly's plus-size friend. We don't see enough 
different body types. Right. That's on true TV, too. With even the natural hair. Yeah. yeah. It was just nice to see a bigger woman mm-hmm. on TV and it not be about her weight and she not being and they like, sad cracking or jokes. talking about it. Right. Yeah, she wasn't she like was considered deprecating. Right. She was considered just as valuable or a piece of like the dating game as yeah, any other. Nobody was, was like, what is your big ass talking about? You know, right. it was nice to see her being treated as a person. Or the typical food jokes yeah. and this chat. Like none Ugh. of that. She was basically telling Jared like, yo, you got friends? Like, yeah. <laughs> you got some other rentables? Uh, what, one of, so the, Molly's decent friend is clearly <laughs> this girl. She's the bridge <laughs> in between right. the elite snob because she can play both games. Right. You know? How she was uh, getting on home, girl. Oh, yeah. She was she, like, you in your perfect life. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, just some style—not style notes, but just some things that I noticed. The details during you the show. I that, love that, and it's just the things that I don't see enough on TV that I really, really do appreciate. Right. Seeing. So once again, inclusion, inclusion. Thank you for that. Amazing, amazing job you are doing over there with Insecure. I cannot wait for episode four. God only knows. Right. <laughs> I just, I can't. They just keep getting funnier. It's, yeah. It's getting better and better. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Insecurity. Friend, do you have any notes or things to say before we go? I don't. I think we said it all. Yeah, I think yeah, we did. And the music, of course, of the course. music. The fact that it started out with the internet. So I was like, this is so my good. show. This is my show. <laughs> this is my, this show is for uh, me. Too perfect. Yes. Too so perfect. good. Start with the internet and you end with Doug Yoda. <laughs> The alpha this and is, the omega. Right. This, is, <laughs> this is all parts of me in one program. <laughs> thank you, Issa Rae. Thank you, HBO. Thank you for listening to Insecurity. Check us out on mybathroommirror.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, you guys. Y'all be boo. <laughs> <laughs> Give me away from friend. <laughs>